no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast, yeah. episode 24, yeah. 2019. Yeah. We on Deckington. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that's rocked with us, you know, all these years. Word up. Um, 2019, we're on deck. Happy New Year, everybody. Want to let y'all know that we got some new content in the works. Um, well, obviously, because we're recording, but... <laughs> Very pressing topic that we got to just jump right into. Um, pressing. pressing. Breaking news. Breaking news. Not really, though. Right. I just have a question. Do you have your passport? You I have, can't. I can't. Do you have your, your shots? I can't. Do you want to come to America? <laughs> Are you 14 and younger? Oh, whoa. Come R. Kelly. And the R. Kelly series. The R you know, stands for rape. So. <laughs> Surviving R. Kelly. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm being lambasted and slandered for not watching it yet. You should be. Everybody in America. <laughs> needs to see that. And uh, by everybody, I mean just the people on my timeline. <laughs> 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 have watched this show. But, Word. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, son is wowing. I haven't seen it, right? But I remember... That um, R. Kelly Jay Z tour from like 2001 mm-hmm. and that Best of Both Worlds album, Jay kind of stepped back from him. Yeah. And I was like, yo, Jay, why you do that? And he never really explained it. <laughs> but I remember the uh, videotape coming out and I remember it being mad allegations. And I remember mm-hmm. him having like 21 counts of people being divided or whether he should go to jail. Yeah. Somehow or another, he got out of them charges. But now it's like a full out series of people documenting. You know, a lot of things that he is reported to have done and is doing. Mm-hmm. It makes you listen to the music differently, if at all. Assuming you can actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't sound the same. But y'all have seen the actual series. So I can wait more about the <laughs> specifics and mm-hmm. the details mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. as I'm being grilled. Incredible. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's wild. Yeah. It literally... So, like, the the... The whole series it drops it's the, it dropped over three days mm-hmm. Thursday to, to last night and each night they drop two episodes and the first one was kind of like the background around you know his growing up and you know they interview his brothers which was interesting um, the second one kind of takes I mean and they kind of touch on I think Aaliyah in the first ones mm-hmm. and then in the middle they start talking about the tape. And, you know, what his career was looking at at that time. They interviewed some more women. And then the last one, which dropped last night, um, kind of centered around the current state of what's going on with R. Kelly and his harem of women that he has. What's a harem? You know, a harem is just a cult, a group of people, you know. And um, it really does. The last two episodes were the most, to me, were like, all of it was startling, but the last two were very riveting because it was like, 
if you've ever seen an episode of First 48, it literally felt just like that. Like you were, because in real time, there are parents trying to, to get, get their, their daughters back. back. So like the girls are like, my brainwashed, you know, one lady, spoiler alert, one lady, <laughs> one lady, uh, her daughter gets, um, you know, kind of wrapped up in all this stuff because he, according to this documentary, he has a group of women. He sends the girls he, he abuses out to get other girls. And, you know, there's a main girl that grooms all the, sound familiar? It's like breaking in the hell, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty much. And, um, this girl, this one lady, her daughter got caught up in it and, um, you know, it was two years or something like that. She hadn't seen her. She made contact, pulled up to like a hotel she was at, um, got the manager to like get her to let her see her daughter. She went up to the room. The daughter opened the door like, holy shit, mom, what are you doing here? Blah, 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 blah. She's like, you got to go. Someone's in the room. So now I'm like, who's in the room? Like, you know, is, like, it Aura? is it Aura? You know what I mean? Like, so then she's like, come back at six. So the mother comes back at six. The manager intercepts. He's like, nah, um, she called the cops saying that you aren't actually her mother. I'm talking about, yo, my jaw was on the floor the whole time, the whole time. And I mean, again, spoiler alert, she she manages to get her daughter back. But the, the the brain fuck that has been that has taken place on her daughter. Her daughter goes back to R. Kelly for like three days, and then comes back and is like, "All right, now now he's out of my system for sure, I guess." But like she had tried to, she had tried to, she had tried. She tried. <laughs> she has tried to escape before, mm-hmm. where allegedly she was running down the street trying to like just run from. The studio she was held captive in, and like, his people like restrained physically, or was it no? Like, well, they're they're people. They apparently, allegedly, these women say they can't do anything unless they let R. Kelly know so or his runners, runners. He has runners. He has runners that are like all around the facility, the, the houses, the studios. I want four taquitos. He'll go get those. Seats. Right. He can also say, "I want four young children," <laughs> and they will go get them. And no, so no, I meant like. Runner was like, so if you're hypothetically, I'm not trying to be funny here. Yeah, yeah. If you're at this compound, yes. you get hungry. Yes. Hey, I want. Who gets hungry? A bottle of Dom. The girls? Yeah, I want a bottle no. of Dom and some taquitos. No. If he wants them to eat. If he wants them to eat. Because according to this documentary, he starves them if they are non compliant. But if, so if she's compliant and she's hungry, she gets. Depends on how he's feeling that day. Like, it's, it's, it's a That's very weak. It's a. I didn't know it was this bad. It, I didn't know it was this bad. So I didn't survive without taquitos, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I'm what? What girl? One girl said she didn't eat for three days and she survived off water and peanuts I in mean, her pocket. I, like the things that happened in the early '90s are what is now allowing this, this level of yeah. ridiculousness to happen. Yeah, because. When people have been bringing 12-year-old girls and 14-year-old girls to him to start their careers just to get on, just for money, when all these grown-ass men were around him, when he was bringing these girls to the studio and they knew that they were underage and they were just like, oh, that's his preference or, you know, that's none of my business. Right. All of them deserve to go to jail. All of them. All of them should be locked up. And I get it. 
I'm sure they were driven by the need to feed their families, quote unquote, and how he was paying their bills. And this is the only way out of the Chicago ghetto. And even that though no man is from. not my son, I made him mine. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I appreciate you you bringing some light, some light, light hearted fun to this because like it's heavy when you see it. It's heavy. Maybe that's why I'm so jokey because yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. When you see, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's not even like, because it literally is not bringing, I mean, some things are things we did not know, but a lot of it, we've heard over the years, we've heard the stories, we've seen the tape. I saw that tape. Boy. In, in high school. Boy. Or whenever it came Guilty. out. Boy. Like, yeah. you yeah. like, come on now. Yeah. It was high yeah. school. Like, we saw that tape and I was like, oh, R. Kelly nasty, but... Yeah. Okay, his song come on or whatever, but again, we were she in high school. Young, but wait, is that right. him? He's like, but yeah. we're also in high school at this time, right? Yeah. We don't have the biggest grasp on right. like the implications or the the psychological damage that it's doing yes. to those women or the girls that are in those tapes, yes. you know. But now as an adult, it's clear. It's, it's crystal clear. Crystal clear. Yeah. And then the cycle that probably happened to him where he talks about how he was molested between the ages of three to seven, six. It was like seven to, to 12. Seven to 12. Like, yeah, it was like okay. five, six. But years. my thing is like, those are the things that beget more um, trauma. Trauma, absolutely. When you don't resolve it, his brother had gone, had been molested by the same person and the brother went to him and said, hey, this has been happening to me. And R. Kelly told him, no, that's not happening. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Yo, you know what? Quiet is kept. I'm, my eyes is on the oldest brother. You think it's the oldest brother? I think it's a, he's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. When you guys watch this documentary, you be your own judge. Obviously, I'm not trying to like... I went and looked up. I was on Twitter while I was watching it. People were like, does anybody know why he's in jail? Yeah. And I definitely went and looked it up. (laughs) My man got like... Oh, yeah. He's got a rap sheet. Felonies, uh, possession of weapons, mad DUIs. I think he's in there there for burglary right now. Yeah. He was sitting there comfortably like he's accustomed. (laughs) R. Kelly's clearly putting money on his book. Oh, yeah. He really was like, I'm going to go on here. I'm going to get some shine. Yes. I'm gonna look out for you, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna let them know the real deal. The that real you're deal. Not a monster, bro. Yes, yes. And it was, was it's James terrible. Kelly, was his name? Bruce, Bruce Kelly, Bruce Kelly. Nah, because he had an older brother before that put out a statement saying that he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Is it a different older brother? Oh, yeah. he is a, he has a, a young, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has a, the younger brother, Carrie. Carrie. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that, that put out stuff about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and uh, that was that's the one that he tried to implicate in the tape. In the when tape. the tape came out and it was rumors that it was, it was his brother. That's it. That's the brother. Yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, when you see it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, what what in the world were we condoning? Like, it feels like a huge episode of, not episode, but a huge epidemic of bystander effect. Like, the whole black community has been complicit to whoa, some whoa, degree. Whoa. Not me. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I just in the sense that. I think playing this off title <laughs> last month. Before the documentary. We thank came you out. for being We thank you. But this means when you're in the club, what happens from here? How do we successfully cancel our Kelly? You're right. I don't club. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you're in the spot and the DJ. Even dare yep. play the intro. You better not near step in the name of love. You better run <laughs> to that DJ booth and require that he turn it yep. off immediately. Yeah. And let me see yeah. you do. Uh, uh. Yeah, nah. yeah, no, we don't want to hear nah. that. <laughs> so just to play, you know, devil's advocate. Yes, not even devil's advocate, but a uh, young guy after a little bit younger girl advocate. Uh, what? <laughs> 
what that was. Now you would be like, what? So, I get R. Kelly being gross, right? I agree with that. What I'm asking is, historically, right, we all got family members where the, the woman is like, let's say, 31 and her husband's like 49. Okay. Like, historically, there's been a lot of gaps, right? And even if you look at most societies as they developed, men would give their young girls, their, their young daughters to men in exchange for dowry. Absolutely. That's exactly what was gifts, happening here. Right? So... <laughs> My only question is, if you put it in a historical context, is it bad because we're in the age of information or is it bad because he's a famous guy? For both reasons. And this happened in the 90s. This was not in 1950, 1960, 1970, or 1980. This is in 1990s where people have enough sense. We're in a we're past the industrial age where you can make money. Women can go out into the workplace. Like <laughs> this is past the age that that's the only way you're going to be able to get means right. and and be able to get income as a as a woman or feeling that your woman that's your daughter or your child that's the only way they're going to be able to make it and to survive in this world is just to sell them off to some nasty man. Right. And I feel like we've grown to know that at the age of 14, your body has not been developed enough, your mind has not been developed enough to make decisions of an adult. Yes. To number one, be having sex. Yes, we all know fast ass girls that was fucking in the staircase. Absolutely. At Philip Scott. And <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And other various Brooklyn high schools and junior high schools. We know that that was going on. But at the same time, we we know better. And we should be trying to prevent those things. Or at least making sure that there's not old men preying on impressionable young girls. girls. And it'd be this lends itself to a larger conversation. I mean, literally everyone everywhere is talking this. Which is good because we did not have such a large conversation about assault against young black people female bodies but like essentially the video the, the the documentary makes a really good point at how you know people kind of for lack of better words they you know black young black girls are throwaways like people mm-hmm. knew this was happening for a very long time no one intervened but had this been a, a harem of young white women white girls that would have been different the response to this might have been a little bit different and i remember telling someone the other day that like although i can't speak to because i'm i'm haitian there's a there this problem exists in Haiti too mm-hmm. where like no one's making any money that earthquake hit people couldn't eat mm-hmm. you know people were selling their kids off mm-hmm. to make some bread like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and so some of them thought that uh, you know it was better for the young girl to be with this old man who could supply her right. needs mm-hmm. but she is having to come up off of a lot in order to do that and so I was telling this person that although I can't speak to all cultures and all demographics you know at, at the state of mind that a young 14 year old 13 year old girl is but like I can speak to being a black 13, 14 year old girl in that body and knowing that someone wants it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I know it. And it's a it is a very unique fear. It's a mm-hmm. very unique position. And I don't think Shall we? Um, Shall we? No. No. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> yeah. But it's a very unique position because like 
I was telling the example I gave them is like suddenly you go from the kid sits on the block to yo, mm-hmm. you growing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you don't even, <laughs> I'm, de- I'm dead ass, and you don't even know what that means mm-hmm, all the way. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's you, Right? You're like, oh yeah, yeah, growing up. Because you're like, you're like, you know, a tween now, and so you think shit is different, yeah, you know? Not that growing up. Right that growing up you know and you don't but you but the thing is you don't even see that man as a perv just yet right because, you because yeah. because this is sense. this is somebody you admired and somebody grew up around mm-hmm. it's 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 nothing but then in retrospect because i went to, i went to barton mm-hmm. it was, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that, that was automatic <laughs> you knew the hate was i coming. knew it was coming the um it was very common mm-hmm. to see a 15 year old girl with a 20 something year old man that was very common very very common and you know you it was the norm we were all reading them hood books with mm-hmm. the drug mm-hmm. dealers and shit Midnight. you know what I'm saying be more be more careful and yeah. all that like we were all we were all caught up in the sensationalism of like this this like you know older guy who can kind of like pull up. up the feet right. yeah. pulling up with a, a, a luxury you vehicle. know and the right. Right. vehicle right. And you know, and it was very common, and so it was just, it was rough. It's rough to see because when you, now that I'm older, right, it's like, yo, that was perverse what was happening in high school. Like, some, like, no one else like thought that was crazy. No, it was, and I was. It's so funny. I was in. I was recently in a mall, and I spotted this guy, and I'm telling my friend like, "Yo, this dude used to prey on young girls yeah. back on the block." Yeah, and I mean, this is a at the time when we were like 15, he probably was like 35. Yes, girl, approaching 40. Yes, and what he did was he used to boost, and he would have all the nice jeans. Yes, all the true religions, all the guests, all the iceberg. And he was like, "Yo." You know, I got such and such in. You should come see it. I got it at my house. You should come and get big some. facts. Big facts. Yep. And you get there and oh, hold right. on. I yeah. Dog. Exactly. Dog. And what exactly. is and then the, the thinking is my I, I there's a post I reposted the, uh, a couple of days ago. Where I was like, there are grown women supporting this man. Talk about the girls were fast. Some of you are forty, still being manipulated by the same nigga right. you was big with facts. when you were sixteen, right. and now you out here like, oh, this thirteen year old girl is supposed to navigate this mm-hmm. very weird energy mm-hmm. that's happening from this man mm-hmm. because I know we. We all we know it mm-hmm. when somebody pulls up on you and they're like yo i'm saying nah you a grown-up you right here yeah, you, could, this is not you right. could do this in you is like something about this ain't cool but you don't even have the words to understand to say, to say what you have to say you don't even know if it's really all the way wrong like yeah. and i mean as a as a, a young girl that was way more developed yeah. than a lot oh of, yeah i was thinking of young my counterpart yeah from the time I was like 11, 11 or 12, that's it. Men would approach the grown, grown ass men. grown men, men that can tell by my baby face yes. that I am no more than four. The most I could have been was like 14. 14. Uh huh. For the listeners out there, my co host <laughs> had been blessed genetically. That's all I'm going to say. Right. So, yeah. like, so, like, for me, I think just knowing that I have a safe home, yeah. I don't want or need for anything. Right. I don't need these men for anything. Right. So I'm and, gonna and be like, and you guys have dope dads, you know? Yeah. Guys have dope dads that kind of instill certain shit. Yeah. In right. Yeah. So yeah. like, but for some girl that's like, damn, you know, so and so got the new Jordans. Maybe this guy can yeah. buy them for me. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, when you're young, you're impressionable, and you are 
so like just vulnerable Mm -hmm. in society and the fact that these adults that were around did not protect these young ladies is terrible horrible it's like so mm -hmm. yes I agree with all your points I just want to go back to the high school point yeah because it also lends itself to college but also like a a point that I don't want to necessarily have missed but I feel like I remember being in, in junior high school and it was chicks 13, 14 dating guys 17, 18. Right. Right. Statutory rape in New York, I think, starts at 13, 14, but mm-hmm. then it's like tears. Like, tears, yeah. If there's two years or less, depending on like how old, like it's not like. A, it's not, it's the level of the felony or the level of the charge goes varies. up as depending on the age range of the perpetrator and the, and the, and the, and and the age of the actual. And victim. the age discrepancy. Y'all better know exactly. that. Y'all better know so, that. So, um, <laughs> I remember being in junior high school and it was just like, um, in the words of DMX, I didn't keep my head cut, I give a fuck how I dress. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> I remember all the all the cute girls dating guys and like they was dating guys I aged, it was the dudes that was like 13 going on 16. Like cats already was like 6'2 mm-hmm. with changed voices, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I remember knowing girls, you know, 14, 15 dating guys that was like 20. 21 yeah. mm-hmm. but then when you know I came of age and um I began my quest of you know dating to find love repeatedly mm-hmm. over and over again <laughs> the girls I was dating was so in, in like high school I may have dated a girl that was like a sophomore mm-hmm. right or like mm-hmm. a junior mm-hmm. or a freshman mm-hmm. but that was okay but when I was a freshman I remember seeing like a, oh, a freshman in high school. Right. When mm-hmm. I was a freshman in high school, I remember dudes that were seniors, the flyest cats were scooping all the, all the all freshmen, freshmen up. And then it, it's just like by the time they sophomores... Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. They... <laughs> they, they yeah, I mean, some seniors scoop some of their freshman girls. They on the wrong side of 15, <laughs> right? <laughs> That was just the cleanest right? way I've ever. Heard. She was like, "End the cycle." Continue. Like, continue. Then, but then it's like, okay, so you fast forward because we're we gonna keep it very, Word. you know, respectful. Word. <laughs> I get to <laughs> to college and it's different. I started I started college in the city, and I felt like going to a community school was different because absolutely. Um, I still dated a girl that was in high school, but she was almost done with high school, mm-hmm. and I was maybe eighteen, so she was probably like fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But then I remember transferring away to school and I remember seeing like the girls coming in as freshmen and I remember um some guys would be like hyped yes. to like see who they was to kind of like yes. take their claim. Now some of the guys were like sophomores, juniors, but some of the guys were like super duper seniors mm-hmm. and just like ready to shoot their mm-hmm. shots. Horsemen, horsemen. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like in college it's a little bit more okay. To the extent that we all adults, but then in hindsight, I'm like, nah, these chicks was mad impressionable. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of what that boils down to is power structures and certain things. Yeah. So a college campus, the music industry, the street, right. anywhere there's a certain kind of power dynamic, a man is gonna sometimes even women, because that mm-hmm. show um the the get down. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yes. Like, oh, I remember oh, that. <laughs> The old, the old, the lady, old, uh, the old lady had, yeah. had old boy yeah. eating, eating boxes. That was wild. Eating, eating 
box of cookies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I feel like um, sex is one of the oldest commodities, mm-hmm. which yeah. is why, like, I was saying historically, and it's about power. It's power and sex, but I, as perverse as it is, a lot of this stuff has like European roots because as far back as I can trace it, the first thing I ever heard about in terms of like young men and women, more so young men, mm-hmm. being taken by other men was in Sparta. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all the Spartans, all them tough guys that was talking about 300. Yeah. Nah, they had, like they was taking vassals. They were taking yeah. young boys and having a way with them. Yeah. And those those are the guys that was growing up to be warriors. But they had no interest in a family or a woman because they was used to, you know what I mean? Certain things. Yeah, but I think like like you say in the industry or whatever, right? Or or just like schooling and, and stuff like that. If you're in high school, this is your community. Yeah. These are the people you're around daily. Yeah, you might have not have classes with the seniors, but y'all have lunch together. You're around the same area. Hormones are going and people like who they like. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with a senior dating a freshman a college freshman dating a junior or senior. I do think there's wrong with a college senior dating a high school freshman. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that, you right. know, it, it, it's co- context. And, like, I know working in the criminal system, I've seen statutory cases. And somebody had brought this up talking about, like, um, this whole thing with Nicki Minaj's new boo. Um, Apparently, he had, like, a statutory rape case or no. not. But anyway, when I first heard about it, my anytime I hear anything about statutory rape, it's I want to know it's the fact facts. Dependent. It's, it's fact-dependent. I'm yeah. not... You, oh, you got charged with statutory rape? That don't mean shit to me. Yeah. Like, until I know the circumstances and the facts behind it. Yeah. But that's because I have that kind of background. Yeah. So, it could be also like the I, parents right. themselves, not that you're... The, the parents the go parents after the pissed. people when they don't like, oh, I don't like this boyfriend and I told you to stay away from them. Okay, I'm calling the police. Yeah. And they, they could have been the same age as somebody that they did like and right. would like their child to date yeah. or whatever. So it literally could be 17, 16. Right. So, yeah. like, that... And that's why I'm very reluctant when it comes to statutory rate but this is not the case no no but the point I was trying to make that I forgot to make and I'm happy you you took it back there is because you're right if it's a community being in the same school on the same campus it's a bit different I'm talking about being in school and cats pulling up with with, uh, again one of three cars the Honda Accord the Acura Integra or the Nissan Maxima and they pulling up and they, they picking up you know, a high school sophomore. Yeah. And taking her back to wherever. Yeah. And in some cases, it's kind of like she was the flyest chick. She stayed to herself and she felt like in some ways like she was above this because she was dating some older guys. Yeah. But then fast forward a few years and it's kind of like you realize that something about it is off. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're a 20-something-year-old guy, you should want a 20-something-year-old woman because one, a woman has more freedom. Mm-hmm. She can challenge you more she can offer you more but also it's like that's in some ways I feel like mentally men who choose to date women that are you know way younger and I don't know what that threshold is I can't necessarily say it's three years or four years or five I can't say just given historically it's it's, it's factually based right but it's like if you have to date like if if you historically only date women that are way younger than you something is wrong yeah old men that are dating if you're 60 and you always date 18 year olds, Rev Run. Right. Uh, not Rev Run. Um, what's the, what's the, um, Uncle Rush? Oh, oh yeah. You're not getting my Rush card, can't my, you? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, 
there's something wrong if these are the only women that can you can relate to yeah. or you want to it's see a control as a love thing. interest like it's a control something thing. is wrong it's the, there definitely yeah. is something wrong you know what I what with the commonality and whether it's a college campus or a, the music industry film I think once once there is celebrity right because the hood dude that pulls up in front of your car in front of your school that's a certain level of celebrity in the sense right because he looks like whatever you're reading or the whatever the vi- videos look like uh you get to a college campus whoever the greek is whoever the whoever the fly super senior is you get what i'm saying like whenever there's celebrity there is that risk there is that risk <laughs> of like <laughs> you know <laughs> oh because oh, 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 i know some others listen Listen, baby, because right. and and that's and that's I think why this this R. Kelly thing has gone on has has become such a big deal right now is because people are like shit. We let this slide for so long. What else are we ignoring? What other dynamics have we been blind? Have we been not actively paying attention to? And so when we when we start bringing it down from macro to micro, right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking at a college campus now. We're looking at rape culture amongst athletes or amongst you know. Um, other things, other other groups, other groups, and um, and no, like, and and the and the, rea- the reality is, <laughs> I cannot. I you know, it's to that boy who reffing him, man. I mean, he's dead now, but um, <laughs> that old Playboy, um, the Playboy Bunny Mansion, and uh, the fact that he has so many young. Like there was no older bunnies. All the bunnies was like eighteen to like twenty two. Okay, I'm sorry. Before we get to Hugh Hefner, what are men's obsession with younger women? Yeah, control. I think uh, not that you have this obsession, but I'm sure you have friends that like younger women. No, I don't. No, no. none of your friends like young chicks. No. Oh, good for you. I'm not trying to have you throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> I'm just. He's like no. I'm not to that command. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like listen. I think. Um. In the school setting, right? Yeah. It's like a freshman and even a sophomore or even a transfer. It's a woman that in some ways you get to have like a holistic relationship with, even in terms of a friendship, right? She's not going off of, you know, rumors or speculation. You get to just um, almost have like oh, like an opportunity to meet a young lady without all the, the frills and the fluff, without all the the baggage. Mm-hmm. I think some guys don't want to date the older women in college because some of the older college women were the freshmen that racked up mileage quickly and they become jaded. And I've seen it. I've seen older... Or, or they heard all the games spit by all the that same too. niggas. That and too. And they just spotted from a mile away. I don't know that about too. That. I don't know about all that. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that sometimes the older women become jaded, maybe for that reason, and then... They don't want to, like, they, in my eyes, it's two buckets. It's like, I'm not dealing with her because, you know, um, she gave a crew neck. I can't sweat her. Right? The rap, the lyrics. The <laughs> bars. And I, I hate him because it was a good lyric, right? It's a good one. It was it good. good. Or it's more so I feel like, um, in some ways, yes, in some ways, you're right. There are some times where... Guys may feel like it's easier dealing with a younger girl because sometimes she's happy to be there. So it's like you do the bare minimum, like you can make her like a nice sandwich and she's hyped. Or if you were senior living like on the 
the apartment that she's in the dorm and, and you cook her like a hot meal and let her sleep over. It just feels like... Oh, wow. I'm doing an adult thing. Right. Right. And the the, the girls your, your year may just be over you because mm-hmm. y'all yeah, seen each other for three or four years. Mm-hmm. So y'all may not be interested in each other. Um, and it just may be towards history with your age. So it's like uh, the girls a little bit younger. There's like a clean slate of sorts. So much like... A 14 or 15 year old mm. who's never seen anything. Including a dick. A, before. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like, now you see someone coming with lots of money, yep. fame, and fortune. Who's my attorney, man? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, I'm just, I mean, you brought up really good points, points about yeah. like why someone of a certain age would want to deal with someone younger that hasn't seen things. Or doesn't know how to spot things or identify things because I mean I just I'm just curious. Yeah. I, so the- I dated a couple of younger girls when I was in college, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like I didn't necessarily like seek them out. Mm-hmm. Right. You get what I'm saying? I just happened to be standing there um, with a sweater on. Stop. And uh, <laughs> just like you know, just bopping, my, just bopping. Right. Set my fingers. West Side Story it up. Yeah. Did you have a, a like- while dancing? <laughs> In a line, in hide <laughs> Um and- Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't respond to that fast. <laughs> but then it's like, um, oh, you know, you meet them, you talk to them. It's like, yo, these are cool chicks, and I would like. I'm trying to think back now to the girls my age in college, and it's just like some of them had different focal points. A lot of the other ones was like, I ain't got time for no dudes because. I focus on career, which is admirable. Or, but the other thing too is that a lot of girls on campus, by the time they're junior seniors, don't want to deal with nobody on campus. They don't want nobody in their business, so they're looking to other campuses or back to the city, or they're looking to even older guys that are graduated. Right. Right. So it's kind of like for some guys, unless you luck out and get a woman, you know, your age that actually wants to deal with guys her age, mm-hmm. you may have to not have to, but you may just either have to look at other campuses for mm-hmm. girls your age or. The majority of people I feel like date on college campuses, and I don't have a number to back that up, are usually age different because mm-hmm. most people are going to date somebody in their same year because yeah. they've been around each other so long, especially by right. junior senior year. It, it should have happened already right. if it was going to happen. Right. right. And most girls, by that time, want somebody, like I said, they want to have their they business out of the streets. So it's either mm-hmm. somebody different campus or somebody older mm-hmm. or somebody... Um, so do you think there's a level of like... Wanting somebody that can do something for you, and in a sense, like being a younger woman, wanting someone that has different resources than the ones that are available Absolutely. to them at that time. I think so. I also think that a lot of girls, so even in high school, like again, I dated like a girl that was a little bit younger than me, mm-hmm. and I'm sensing a thing here. What about you? Oh my mm-hmm. God, I, <laughs> now, I couldn't let it go. I'm sorry. Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> Right, yeah, but yeah. I also dated women. I can't Palito's not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke. I've also dated women that were way older than me. Yeah. Okay, go boy. And, you better um, do that. <laughs> which is actually way cooler, but anyway. Um, I speak, speak on it. <laughs> speak on it. I keep the young thing around. Right. Nice. <laughs> Fellas, <laughs> if, you, if you want to choose an age discrepancy, choose up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get you one of them chicks. Never mind. You actually, you actually. Oh wait, I don't. I don't no, no. Nah, nah. So the, the point I make is that I think um, 
I don't know. High school, I don't think the girls my my year, I'm not, eh. I think the girls my year were dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know. Like, there's no exact science to it. Like, I yeah. can't necessarily pinpoint the how, the how um, But I do think that, I agree, high school is different because I think you develop differently because mm-hmm. I dated girls my age in junior high school, but I felt like there was just mentally a different place. Like, I'm thinking about like hugging and kissing, and, and they talking about pulling out. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, real? oh my god! You know what I mean? Oh my god! Um, and I mean, women are said to mentally age quicker than men. I thought I was doing something by watching like the, um, you know, the cable at night. You could catch it like. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to put last chain like Nick, so okay, so your parents walk in, get last chain real quick. I know, it's like, it's just okay. <laughs> I feel like the chicks I went to junior high school with was like leaps and bounds, like, there's probably already watching, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Vanessa Del Rio and all that, like, there was already. I remember Vanessa Del Rio. Yeah. Yeah. A little grandma thicker. I do remember her. Yeah. But uh, you, you know, also, you, we're city kids, so we're way yeah. more advanced, I feel like, than. Some suburban children. You know, but suburban kids do drugs at like ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. That's a that's a fact. It's proven. <laughs> but the you you you. But we do have have more freedom in the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because your parents are always at work. You, the Lasky kids. You made a point that I think um, it's important to acknowledge is that everybody keep in mind just because someone has dated someone younger does not make you automatically a pedophile okay it does not i think that organic relationships that are mutual and not um you know manipulative where people leave scarred are fine right permitted you are in the same you are like plus or minus two, three years, you know, based off whether it's high school, whatever, whatever. Um, especially if it's if it's high school, to be very frank. Um, but I think also it's important to know that like with this with this case, it's just it's just really when it comes to like even the college campus, right, and the older guys, these you these guys don't usually come with a background that's like, I dated one girl, she broke my heart. Let me just open myself up to the possibilities with this new class. <laughs> usually it's a horseman who has fucked every freshman class mm. since he got there. That is just usually what the case is. Mm. Because I, when I got to college, if there was no shortage of niggas that were like, yo, you ever heard of this? Yeah, I'm about that shit. And let me tell you about a dynamic that existed. Stop that. <laughs> you know the so one thing that that struck out to me when I was a freshman in college in college was that when I was a, a senior in high school, was no guy trying to eat no box. Mm-hmm. That fire bun, all that shit. Mm-hmm. My first what school you went to? My first <laughs> I mean openly admitting is what I'm saying. Openly, openly admitting. In my school. <laughs> Y'all gave it up at your school, good for you. They okay. were frauding where, where I went to school. No. But the but the biggest the biggest um, eye opener was that my first weekend in college, mm-hmm. there were grown upperclassmen that was like, "What? I'm about that life. Like, I'm a grown man, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You're a grown woman." Mm-hmm. And so here I am, like, "Holy shit, he's a grown up. Mm-hmm. He can admit that <laughs> he ah nah nah." Meanwhile, you walking right into it, and so it's a grooming process that these guys have refined and over happened? the years. <laughs> well, nothing happened actually because I was I had a. Older cousins who taught me better. You know what I mean? Like I grew up with a, a, a group of dudes who were just like, "This is what we do in real life." Just because you go into school, don't mean that this real life stops. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit hip to the game, so I didn't get caught, caught up. 
But um, but they didn't mean that I didn't know girls who did. Like I, I knew girls who got caught up immediately. First week. First, first week. Weekend. Gone. Gone. Never you to make be. A party, right? Well, I mean, honestly, there's a couple because this is this has opened up. This has opened. <laughs> I cannot. This has opened up the conversation about rape culture on a college campus, which I think is a really important <laughs> conversation to have. <laughs> Mainly because. That <laughs> I don't want to roll my neck. It hurts. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> but it's it's a it's it's not a it's not an easy thing to discuss. But as somebody who's been a part of a sorority for X amount of years, I have young girls that you know that are behind me, and un- unfortunately, you have to worry sometimes if they travel, if you meet yeah, this you person, gotta put them on game. you got to put them on game, and everybody's setting you out, quote unquote. Mm, sis, I don't know if that's worth. You know the road trip. You know what I mean. I don't I know. I the girl. Not yeah, and it's and it's on us. Is there anything like they profile? Right. <laughs> and it's on. It's on all of us to make sure it's that, like, you know, that we and it's across all orgs. Mm-hmm. Not all. Yeah. No. Yes, it all. is. We know. I know. At this moment. At this moment. But well, back to Hugh Hefner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But Hugh Hefner, could you could you do the people a solid and tell the people why people why Hugh Hefner keeps coming up in relation to R. Kelly? Because I didn't know this prior to you telling me. I think it's because um people didn't know that Hugh Hefner had like a a factory allegedly. Yeah. Where he he would basically groom girls from young. So Brooke Shields is a, a known actress. They're saying she was in his magazine called Sugar and Spice mm-hmm. at 10 years old, butt-ass naked. Mm-hmm. And a photographer, a photographer got $400 to shoot naked photos of this 10-year-old girl named Brooke Shields. Wow. And then she, you know, was groomed up through that. But we don't know the extent of it because a lot of that stuff back then wasn't as readily advertised. But mm-hmm. if you, what we know about Hollywood in general is that it's very pedi- pedophilic. That's a word. And there's also, there's a culture where a lot of young talent goes through like a lot of sexual, yeah. um, sexual manipulation, yeah. rape. A lot of people have been um, hurt in Hollywood. Yeah, and then absolutely. you look at Les, you look at uh, Harvey Weinstein, it's known, but we still know the full extent of it. But Hugh Hefner now is saying that his Playboy bunnies were all teens, but he had a, a way of grooming them from young. Right. And the Brooke Shields example is only one of them. Right, right. And so I didn't know that because after the R. Kelly thing dropped, everybody was like, what about Hugh Hefner? What about Hugh Hefner? And I mean, he's dead now. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, what about him? R. Kelly, active. He, people are stuff. still trying to get their kids from this man. And so that I think that would be the largest difference. Now, I, one thing I want to be clear about, this is not an attempt at sabotaging a black man's legacy or none of that stuff. This man made his legacy about um, child rape. When he chose to be disgusting with his um, with the things that he was doing. So, like, you know, we... I, you know, I know the whole um, Hugh Hef thing and comparison stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trash for that, too. But mm-hmm. when you watch the R. Kelly thing, just have an open mind and then, you know, have the conversations mm-hmm. with your people. Yeah. You know, because I think just being honest and having those combos is, um, you know, what's going right. to take us to the next place. Yeah. No, I mean, 
this this documentary is out, and I have to watch parts five and six, so I can oh, yeah, see girl. what he's currently doing. It but. legit is like first forty eight. I kid you. I couldn't watch first forty eight. I kid, I kid you not. Everybody's on themselves. Oh. No, but pretty much. First forty eight, but what city? Like first forty eight. <laughs> first forty eight. Man, it's first 48 Detroit, like it's different. Man, man, dog, I don't know, man. Little Joe picked me up and I'm trying to do my music, man. It's, it's different. I'm trying to do my music, man. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah, but like, you know, watch and to have the conversation. If anything, I'm grateful that we're here. And no R. Kelly. No, no. two stepping in the Mute him. Mute him. Mute. Mute I R. Kelly. I took this remix off my, um, my phone as well. That was a song that got me through a lot, but I guess that doesn't mean much these days because he's. He was wishing about young girl. That's exactly what he was wishing about. Oh, you have to remember. Oh, man. But yeah, back to more trash in the news. <laughs> Trump and his government shutdown. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of predicted this was going to happen because the Republican House and Senate... It was a Republican Congress up until Jan 3. Yeah. And they could have voted on anything he wanted. But they knew that they were not going to risk their careers by voting for a wall. So they punted it until the Democrats came in. And now they're trying to blame Pelosi, saying that she's the reason why the government's shut down. Yeah. When the reality is, is that they've actually offered Trump $1.3 billion in border enforcement and security money for people and for measures. Which makes sense. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. A physical wall. But there's no way to build a physical wall there. Not only that, (laughs) he also said that Mexico is going to pay for it. Now he's saying Mexico is paying for it with some new treaty. But the reality is, is that... The moment he's out of office, any work on any wall is going to stop. No yep. president is going to, Republican or Democrat is going to continue a, a physical barrier. And the reason why is because the people in those border states, most of them that need to go back and forth between Mexico and the U.S. are American. Mm-hmm. There's more poor border Americans working in Mexico than there are vice versa. Because mm-hmm. most Mexicans, if you think about it, like right, take a, a town like Tijuana. Most Mexicans can't go from Tijuana to San Diego and get a job, mm-hmm. right? But it's easier for a poor Mexican to go from Albuquerque into Mexico to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's a vital part of the economy that benefits the Americas. So that's why the people who are in Congress from those states aren't going to pull the trigger and mm-hmm. talk too crazy because they know that in a year they're going to be up for election. And they know that the overwhelmingly Mexican parts of their states will vote them out immediately. You know what's craziest about this wall? So one, one I, wa- I had watched this documentary on HBO that kind of gave some background into what the current situation at that border is like. And I agree, having measures and more people would make a lot of sense because you literally can just walk into the United States, which is which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? But there is also this fun fact that I learned. Has anybody seen John Leguizamo's special? Oh, yeah. It is exceptional. It. Yeah, it's good. It's exceptional. And when he hit that fun fact about... Uh, us actually taking what is now New Mexico, Arizona, California, California. all this stuff from Mexico and now building a wall to keep Mexicans out of it. I think it's just the the craziest thing I have ever heard in my life. And it's like, how many of the people who are pro-wall, how many of them know that fact that this wasn't even your land to begin with? But they'll tell you that that war was in the 1840s mm. a long time ago we won the war yeah no get over it no if that's I, so sad the, which is trash because it's like you like and I and I didn't know much admittedly about 
Latin history. I really didn't. But um, to see this, like, is kind of crazy. And I, this government shutdown is trash. It, to me, I hate the fact that this economy is held up by the people, right? Like, I mean, in every single way, if you, any market, we we plan yeah we plan sometimes you know supply curve demand curve whatever sometimes we know that consumer behavior is going to give us money to do x y and z you know what i mean and it just hurts to know that we uh as a country these people the people have held up the government for so much for so long and and bailouts and all kinds of things and all people want to do is get their motherfucking tax return which may not happen. Which may not even happen. You know, I just think it is so gross. And for a group of people who are like, we're here to govern the American people. No, if you were here to govern the American people, you would know how important this time of year is for most of them. And you wouldn't you wouldn't get caught up in your own agenda and keeping what's rightfully that what rightfully belongs to them from them. Why we still get paid? I mean I mean, yeah, but like there are people going to these federal they're still getting paid and that's terrible it's like TSA agents I heard were like calling out mm-hmm. sick and well, all kinds of stuff money, if you live in paycheck to paycheck yeah. and you don't have money to get to work you don't have money for childcare to yeah. visit your kids that's why I'm scared to fly right now because I may fly and when I'm trying to fly back in yeah. I may be delayed because all the TSA motherfuckers is yep. not at work yep. not that they actually provide you know security shout out to TSA man you're not going to give me <laughs> Blacklisted. And I had a me. terrible TSA experience the last time I flew. It's terrible. I I refused to go through the body scanner. What happened? Yo, she raced me up at that. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good on the body scanner. You know, I don't want all that radiation. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what she said? Yo, she threw my stuff through the machine like three times. Um, I had to take damn near all my clothes off in front of everyone. She was like, do you want to go to a private room? I said, bitch, if you're going to do this shit to me in front of people, no, you can't take me to no private room. I'd rather stand right here. I was shoeless and jacketless and like... They just wanted you? For, no, she p- padded. Oh. And I mean, she, she owed me dinner because they, <laughs> they were parts of her hands that I was like, ma'am, you know? But then she put my things through the machine like two, three times and opened all of my mm-hmm. um, toiletries. She chucked... She, she chucked... She's here with us. She whoops. can hear you. <laughs> she, um, she chucked a bunch of my stuff in the garbage. Like, if the if the thing is 4.2 ounces and my, my items were like 4.4, she threw it out. Mm-hmm. And then after she did that... Um, she didn't close the bottles that she opened. So I collected my things only to then lose my things because they spilled Good everywhere. Oh. So I was like, how much of this was because I made you do your job, job right. <laughs> versus uh, actual security? But yeah, Well, that's going to say about that shutdown is that I'm not surprised that the Democrats are actually holding the line and saying they're not going to pay for funding for the war. But Trump is now saying he's going to declare a national emergency. This is assuming he's not impeached. He ain't getting impeached. Or, well, here's the, here's the thing that's probably going to happen. Once Manafort says that, you know, his family is up the creek, he's probably going to ask for immunity in exchange for resignate, for resigning. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take it from there. But the government shut down. Uh, the funny part about that, too, is that all these mofos that voted Republican, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Word. Like, enjoy it. Y'all voted for this. Word. Enjoy it. That means... No, no, no. Everyone has the right to go for whatever they want. But this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. 
Did you guys see the swearing in of all the young women, women? of color? Or That's women beautiful. Of color in general? I did not. Congress? I did not, but I heard that there was um, a young Muslim woman that had said, impeach the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Yo. She was just impassioned. Right. Which is, listen, I have no problem with her saying that because it's no worse than how these other guys talk. Like, Word. It's not as bad as uh, grabbing right in the pussy. Word. It's not nearly as bad as that. You know, I watched the, the uh, you know, you guys know I like The View. I saw, um, <laughs> I saw, they were talking about her, but you know, cause, and the, this, the usual suspects, you know, those staunch conservative ben Republicans Midland. were like, well, not Joy, not Joy. Joy is a Stony Brook alum. Mm-hmm. Is she? She is. She's a sea wolf. Ah! Anyway, so they were like, oh, that's not becoming of someone, you know, in Congress. And, and I was just like, shut the fuck, shut up. Your president, <laughs> your president grabs chicks. But like, I don't. She was in passion. She was feeling yeah, it. Yeah, like, in the moment. Like, MFR is not a slur. It's not, it's not anything derogatory. Right. It's a curse word. Yeah, relax. That many people use against many different races, creeds, colors, religions. Girl. It just—it's a sentiment the that wife, is shared by many people. Right. The prophet Bernie Mac once right. said that "motherfucker" is a noun. <laughs> it's, a it's a person, person, person place, and thing. Like it can be all of those things, and so like I don't. Ain't nobody worried about that except for the people looking for a problem. There you go. You know. I think that's a good transition into the uh, dating portion of our. Yes. Jazzy. <laughs> it's my attempt at so guys <laughs> I've been talking to some friends some listeners hey friends um, about you know dating but in particular like when it comes to finances and you know you might have some women and even some men that prefer to date someone that's you know financially stable even maybe a little bit more financially more well off than them but sometimes there can be discrepancies or just um, clashes when it comes to spending habits and things of that nature. And even sometimes if you date somebody that has less than you who may be ambitious and have goals, but they just don't have the means at the time. And there comes up, you know, all these different, you know, you know, more so differences in opinions mm-hmm. about how many money should be spent. And I'm posing the question, you know, what is important when it comes to these spending habits? Or, you know, can you get past um, having different um, ideas or different um, principles on spending when it comes to dating? Uh, I think you should take the lead on this, Kavita. Only because you're a dude. And, like, you know. We look to you. Yeah. Married 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 man. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that premarital dating, I was trying to get myself situated financially. But I was very maniacal about, like, stacking and getting to a point where I felt like I can live a certain kind of lifestyle. And now that I'm married and I got to consider somebody else's financial, you know, background and upbringing, I realized that when you're raised off survival, you're raised to think like me. I, like, I think if I don't have it right now in my pocket, I'm not spending it. I don't believe in credit cards. I don't believe yeah. in unless it's something like I'm traveling and I keep credit cards for like an emergency. I don't buy anything that I can't buy in cash. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I think that when you're dating, as you get more serious, you got to have a real conversation and ask your significant other yeah. what their values are in terms of money. Because, yeah. again, for me, if you're my best friend, it's your birthday, I don't have the bread, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, yo, I'm popped. I yeah. got it. But on the rebound, I catch you. I'm not putting it on a credit card. I'm not yeah. going to, like, pop out anyway because I don't believe in spending what I don't have. True. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's also because that's the the remnants and the memories of tough times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all I got is you was my soundtrack for part of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ghostface Killer feature my But it was that Don't Know The Song. Um... <laughs> Free lunch shoulders damn like steel. Oh my god! Hold you for sharper than cleats. Like <laughs> I can't. Um, but it, it's a real thing. It's like I was raised in a, in a in a family where it's like we understood money, but we didn't have a lot of it, mm-hmm. right? So I have friends and family extended who were were given you know free college by their parents, or who were mm-hmm. given like yo you can live in that apartment because we're moving to mm-hmm. Texas. Everything I got I had to get out the mud. Yeah. Right? So it's like I'm used to having to build everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. But with that, it's like if I don't have it, I'm not gonna fake the funk and I'm not gonna step outside of my comfort zone financially. So if if that thing costs three thousand and I only got a thousand, I'm not putting it on the credit card. Yeah. I wait till I got three thousand. Mm. Now you have to get comfortable with that in a Relationship or even a marriage. So it's like if you guys aren't compatible in that way, if your your other is like, well, I'm king of queen credit card, I'll get it when I get paid. If you have separate money, <laughs> maybe that'll work. Yeah. But if the money's pooled, then you got to have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but finances, and in my opinion, I think finances is more important, not more important, but I think it can ruin a, a good relationship Absolutely. faster than like infidelity mm-hmm. because Absolutely. cheating is more like opportunity. Or it's mm-hmm. like a build-up of something. But finances is more like a behavioral. Everyday. It's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you may go to the to BJ's and get like a 35-pack of coffee. Yeah. That person may still want to go to Starbucks. Yo, fam, I, I just bought you a 35-pack. Yeah. Why are you still going to Starbucks? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Especially right. if you're trying to do something like buy a house or yeah. pay off debt. Yeah. Your financial attitudes are very important. So yeah. um, it's better to have those conversations up front and just be real and say, yo, listen, here's where I am. Here's how I treat money. If you like, if a person calls you cheap or doesn't understand, that's okay. You can walk away from the situation yeah. early on. Yeah. But if it's like two or three years invested, or you, you married or engaged, or you 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 living together, it gets yeah. harder and harder. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like last time we talked about red flags. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's a it's an orange. It's a red. Like it's one, <laughs> it's one of the most important things because yeah. money, like marriages and. Long-term relationships are businesses. Like, there's a business component. Right. Like, But what about, you know, being the example? You know, maybe mm-hmm. someone is not as financially responsible mm-hmm. as their, you know, counterpart. Is it possible to learn certain ways? If Absolutely. They're, if they're willing... The key word is if they're willing. If they're willing, you got to be able to be patient and, and teach them, okay, here's how it is. Especially if it's, like, again, joint money. It's hard to tell someone what to do with date money, mm-hmm. but if it's like if they try to tell you what to do with your money, you can easily say, "Well, no, here's how I move," mm-hmm. and give them some game. If they choose to not listen, that's something different. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you care about the person, then you should be willing to, you know, teach them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something that you can definitely do. I mean, if you have 
two different depend permitted they're not extreme viewpoints uh, opposing viewpoints on how to spend money or how to relate to money then i think you can make it work because on the being someone's example if you will or like helping someone along in mm-hmm. their journey and being a better saver or a better budgeter or whatever a relationship is a perfect place to do that mm-hmm. um i think also the idea of compromise but not necessarily compromise compromising your financial goal right right i feel like if you're with somebody that you really like and she may feel like hey i like to go out to eat once a week or something and you're like nah i got the money for that we're gonna cook mm-hmm. you know does the relationship does the relationship with you look like never going out? Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm saying? Because then because right. then that is a problem that too. A problem. It just shows that you you don't have the open the the room to kind of see if you can make it work. Right. The only so the only thing <laughs> yeah, this is why I let him go first. Is that <laughs> sometimes I think women have this thing about get ahead. I let you finish, but here's where I'm trying to push you to. Yeah, it's like I think you can't try to steer somebody from what they're used to. It's right. like if this man you can't try to change someone, right? If this man is saying, "Yo, here's how I move," you got to either say "nah" or "okay." It I can't, can't work around that, right? It can't be. I'm going to try to change it because, again, most situations that people tell me about in terms of relationships is like, "Yo, bro, up front, I told her, yo, every Saturday I like to shoot guns at the range, mm-hmm. and I I drink a fifth of henny every other Thursday." And I play basketball and I bowl and I lift weights, mm-hmm. but I go to work and all that kind of stuff. And then she's like, okay, yeah, I get serious. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I don't want you to bowl on Thursdays. I don't want you to lift. Like, yeah, that can't be the thing. You got to accept people for who they are. Right. And then decide for yourself if you're willing to kind of patch in with whatever they got going on. Right. I mean, and, and I, I hear that. I don't think I don't. That's that. I don't want anyone to like ignore the fact that if someone says this is me then this is me it's just that there are there are a lot of times where if this is the only hang up how much do you like this person do you are you is there any room is what i'm wondering you know yeah, what i mean there's room but i feel like this is a very important part of a yeah. relationship and yeah. life in general yeah sustaining yourself and like this is how you live so you know and i and again people from their past have different types ties to money mm-hmm. they treat money in a, a different way um you know i have friends that are like more concerned about financial security more than others yeah so they move differently with the types of people they date yeah how they spend you yeah. know their own resources yeah um and that's based on their background and, and or and or their preferences or what they're looking for right so i definitely think it's it's it's, it's an important factor yeah. but I think that's a big point that you made, uh, Kalito, about, yeah. you know, not being able to change somebody. Like, True. You know, if you're spending one way and that's how you move, that's how you're going to move for yeah. the majority of your life, especially with something that's so big, like like money, mm-hmm. that that's important. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Yes. I don't disagree. I just feel like if... If there wasn't an opportunity, and maybe it's contingent upon the two people in the relationship, how much they want to work towards that relationship, right? Like, if someone has a, I like to do this, but they don't necessarily know how to budget, and you do, mm-hmm. maybe you are the, maybe you are the teacher they've been waiting for. Absolutely. In terms of like, yo, you can still hit this. I go out once every two weeks, but you gotta, you gotta save on this. You gotta, you gotta budget here. And sometimes, I mean, I, I, I think maybe sometimes. It's, like, and that's the issue is that 
Some people say, you know what, I got enough money for that, but instead of pulling from my income, right, I put that on the card, right, and figure it out later. Oh no, yeah, no, that's irresponsible. And then you got other situations where it's like, I mean, let's not say irresponsible. It's a habit. Yeah, like that's just the way some some people, people move. Are. Like that's that's how they're. I mean, if you got you know low credit balances, that makes sense, right? But if, if I'm saying I'm stacking for a house, and you saying that you want to go to expensive restaurant X three times a week, and I'm like, well, no, I don't do that. If right. I don't, like. What we can do is we can go once a week. I can budget it once a week. And you're like, well, no. See, but that's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, well, no. These are different. Yeah. yeah. These people don't belong together. Yeah. They have different. Right. Permitted that your, your viewpoints, viewpoints are like, not yeah. too well, extreme. To that same point, if girl one comes from bread and she's never had the want for anything and she's stacked, trust mm-hmm. one kid, and... Quad Tim is from Van Dyke. Good old Quad Tim. He survived. <laughs> he survived doing that. Quad Tim needs now, rights to these episodes. And now he's an investment banker. Mm-hmm. And now he's just trying to like get his foundation. But he got to take care of half the family back in Van Dyke, half of um, Woodson in the back, half of Brownsville houses, half of Tilden over there. Well, this is a conversation for another time. No, right. no, about, about you don't need to be back. But, right. I'm saying, but I'm saying his his. His mentality is going to be different. Yeah. And then the other situations where it's like they both come from the same hood type of environment. She feels like, well, I made it because I married a guy with with some sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of her partnering up with him to build an empire, she's already, you know, halfway down the road. It's almost like in the Bible where it was running and it was like, don't look back. Oh, yeah. And she looked back and turned into salt. Told the salt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, don't turn into salt. Like, keep going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. It's because we seem to have more money on paper. Don't pull up now saying you want the Goyard this and the mm-hmm, Balenciaga mm-hmm. that. And the, yeah. Like, those are things that you can always get. Yeah. But financial freedom, again, if you, if you are a, like a survivor of like financial trauma or poverty, yeah. you know what financial, it's like. You better say financial You know trauma what it's like. Thing. Like, like, I, thing. like, I've done my homework. And these are things that I don't tell the world. I've yeah. done my homework in the hallway. Except yeah. on a podcast. Except on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never told anyone that. you're special. Yes, I've family, done family. I've done my homework in a whole way because life was cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, mean, I've had a couple dark nights in my childhood. Yeah, you know, I mean, so it's, it's stuff like that that when it comes to money, mm-hmm. it's like I've turned down mad vacations because for me, um, I think now I'm, I'm better. But early on, it's like, nah, let me just, let me just look at the money. Let me just, let me just look at the, you yeah. know, a couple of dollars there. But now it's like, yo, if I don't have the bread for something. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You, don't do it. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know there are people that that come from like challenging uh backgrounds with finan- lots of financial trauma who end now up being over overspenders too. You call me a financial retard? Stop that. Like oh, they become <laughs> overspenders because now it's like, "Oh, great. I don't I get to I want to live. I couldn't when I was I think you had to blow you know? a couple dollars in order to get comfortable to know yeah. what it's like. But yeah. then like your first job, blow like two three checks. Oh nah, that's that's too no like too scary. at like twenty two, twenty three. Okay, yeah, all like right, great. Because like I'm like what? At like twenty two, like blow your first check. Two, like three pop checks some is bottles. an emergency fund. Like what? yeah, I mean like like no at twenty three, like you know, blow a check. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, at thirty one, thirty five, if this is your dream job, yeah, your first check, buy like that three hundred that three hundred bottle. Yeah. of like tequila. Yeah, you know one I mean? time. Yeah, like one yeah. time. You know what I'm like yeah. Don't do the- no, because I remember in our 20s when dudes just got out their first job and they was investment bankers. They was in the club. Bottles. Bottles for everybody. 
bottles. And I get it. Like it's new money and it's fun, but I don't think that was the best way to spend. Right. Spend. Do it fun. once. Don't do yeah. it like ten times. Yeah. Like don't do it for a year. Yeah, I've like never bought bottles before. Like, it's so overrated. I mean, if it's like I'm too old, I like to have alcohol in my house. I like exactly. the chairs. Exactly. I like the chairs, but like <laughs> I, I've done it, but it's also like I've done it small and big crowds, and it attracts attention. I'm not an attention seeker. It attracts bottle rats. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It will be in your section of your body. It'll bottle be rats. Body. Yeah. yeah. You know. Okay, so in conclusion, I guess we're saying that. It is an important factor. Yes, it is. Your habits. Not yes. necessarily, you know, where you are, but just your spending habits mm-hmm. in general should mm-hmm. be aligned or there's a possibility of future alignment. Mm-hmm. But if there is no possibility that financially y'all are not on the same page, that is a mm-hmm. red flag. Yes, it is. And you should be very conscious. Like, it's like, because it, 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 it bleeds into the character of your potential partner, too. Mm-hmm. If they're just not, if it's like, yeah, nah, why can't we eat at Benny Hanna's every day, all day? I know you're trying to save for a house. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. That's a huge yeah. character flaw. That's mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know how to prioritize. And you should probably not have that kind of energy around your goals. But. And I mean, and then there's also people who maybe y'all both come from like backgrounds where money is not an object. Yeah. And so. That'd be different for each other. That's different. Exactly. Like those types of arranged Martha's Vineyard's marriages are great. But uh, because Martha's Vineyard is mad nice. No, it's it's dope. It's dope. (laughs) I love Martha's Vineyard. I feel like you're characterizing. I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) It's that movie, um The Inkwell? Not the Inkwell. That was a great movie. The other movie (laughs) where he was marrying and his his mom was hating on Paula Patton. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Laz Alonzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's not jumping the broom. Jumping the broom. Is it jumping the yeah, broom? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Angela Bassett was the mom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Wasn't she like Haitian? Or something? she I had an accent, didn't she? Possibly. I don't, I don't remember. All I remember was realizing how thick, um, what's her name's neck is. <laughs> <laughs> In that Paula movie, Patton? Paula Patton got a football playing neck. Just a little bit. You better stop that. Take a look. Look at it. I'll See look, if I'm bugging. I'll, I'll review. Speaking, we'll we'll be back with the findings. Speaking next of, episode. Uh, football players, mm. going to transition out of New York City mm. for new music. Yeah, going to go to a place we used to call you know the Midwest, but they reclaim <laughs> their part of New York. I think these guys are really deep down, Brownsvillians. At a minimum, they, they, they got to be from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Griselda, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, mm-hmm. and my new music for this week isn't new to the world, it's new to me. Uh, it's by West Side Gun, my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Your spirit animal is named West Side Gun? Yeah. I, ha- I haven't heard the music, but I've heard great things about them, so let's hear it. It is... Put it on, put it on. It is some of the... The best music, it's guys being themselves, and it's also a reminder that you can stay true to your New York essence without, like, losing your soul. Take back your vernacular. Take back your vernacular. So it's <laughs> Finn Baylor by West Side Gun. Lit. Here's that. Like I played with Weber 
Crossover fake pimpers with the leopard. Next at the microwave floor, we bought the chef up. Get the sales off and call me Sarah and some ketchup. Score face supremes, do we pop by the swing, niggas slicking. I flew off the pinch, they hit a beam, lolly cute. Cactus with a triple beam on it. Alright, who's next? I have one to take it even further out of this area. I took it all the way to Haiti. Um, hey. I've been listening to a lot of compa music over the holiday season. And um, this one is by a group named in Creole, Sinkla. Sink, like the number five. Yeah. So in English, you would say five land. That's what it would look like five to you. Man. But in Creole, it's Sinkla. And the song is called Kilot. Now, not kilot like panty. Like kilo? But ki- no. Like, like no. Kilo no, but kilot like what other? So it's pretty much a song with this guy singing to this girl like, what other chicks? There ain't no other chicks. It's only you. I'm only looking at you. Uh, you know, I drive my taxi. Yeah, you know how that go. <laughs> I drive my taxi. I drive my taxi chat. Yo, so like, so I've been listening to, to say, uh, Sinclair is one of my favorite groups and so I've been listening to that. So it's not new to me, but it probably is new to you. And so uh, the, uh, that's my contribution this week. We should get a Creole word of the day every... <laughs> that I'd be down. Here's the song. Baby, confiance. We're going to bring in that Creole word of the day sooner. That's cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Funny story. Jazzy, you, oh, you got a song? No, no, no. Go, go, go. No, I have a friend that is Haitian mm-hmm. and she calls her mom Mommy Zet. Yeah. Her grandma. Oh, Mommy Zet. Okay. And so I was talking to my other friend yeah. who was Haitian and I'm like, I know the word for grandma. It's Mommy Zet. <laughs> That is not the word. That is not grandma. the word. <laughs> that's just what she calls her girl. Yeah, grandma. 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 That's that's more like uh, French. Yeah, like the Wario bro. The <laughs> what? The stereo bro. The Wario bro. The Wario bro. Stereo. I don't. So the funny story. One time we were in uh, a restaurant in Brooklyn for a birthday party, <laughs> and we had a, a huge cake. We all laughing, and joking. Oh, <laughs> and his ladies behind us, like watching us. Yeah. So my man's like, yo. I think she want a dick dog. <laughs> and I'm like, probably not, bro. She's just like... But it wasn't on the menu. <laughs> maybe she's just like, need a friend or something like that. Mm. So then after a while, she was like, oh, I see you have the cake for the the party. Uh, I want to have a party for my son. He like the Buzz Lightyear, the, the uh, Lightning McQueen. And I'm like, okay, she has a thick ass accent. She's either French or Haitian. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, probably with Francais. She's like, oh, you speak French? I'm like, oh, person. oh okay, that's good. And she's like, oh, no, I'm Haitian. I'm like, great. My friends are Haitian. <laughs> so I put that chef suit and my other guy, Lou, who are um, darker skinned, you know, highly melanated folks. Yeah. Um, and she's touched, like. You touched by the sun. And she, she looked at him like, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> she did. She really did. <laughs> she did. And, she did. I kept it pushing. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like. Yeah. They both got immediately annoyed. And they said, yo, the colorism and. It's IT wild. is real. It's wild. Um, yeah, you usually know who's 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 
like in the sauce of that mm-hmm. based off the language they give you first. If they offer French first, then you already know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. If they offer Creole first, then that's something else. Mm-hmm. So like I, you hit her with French first, right? And she was like, oh, oh he's safe. Yeah, yeah, he's safe. Right. And now on top of that, I can say that I'm Haitian because now I'm not a regular Haitian. I'm a, I'm this French yeah. Haitian. I'm this educated Haitian. But now here come me and black ass Lou. <laughs> Black you know, man. both of us dark, you know, and chocolatey, and we're like, hey, we're Haitian too, and it's like, oh no, I'm not your kind of Haitian. She's like, no, 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 I have no desire to do this with you, and I was like, get from around here. And then she ate the cake. She's like, she took the cake. <laughs> back. She took the yes, <laughs> yes, yo, I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's crazy. Jazzy, what's your song? My song is Toast by Coffee. Um, she's an artist out of Jamaica. She's down with um, was it Conscience? Chronics. Chronics, yes. Yeah, Chocolate like mint. No, that's that's no, that's <laughs> that's yeah, that's Chronics is conscience. Uh-huh. As dance all Um but she's dope. I love this song. It's like a it's a it's a very feel good, mm-hmm. happy bringing in the new year. Yeah, let's the do new it. Year. Let's let's toast to our accomplishments and be happy with what we have and give gratitude and thanks that's for beautiful. You know, where we are. Yep. Here's that. So those are musical selections, episode 24. Any words in closing? Hmm, there are some words in... Oh, you know what? Yes. Word. Grow up. At Grow your the fuck age, up. Not your shoe size, sir. Grow up, man. Niggas is bums, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stereo underscore bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud with the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Over and out. <laughs>